Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, amazing. Thank you for tuning in. This episode is for you if you have been thinking about creating passive income. Today on the show, I have a special guest, Gemma Bonham Carter. She is a serial online entrepreneur, business strategist, and podcast host. After creating several successful online businesses, Gemma has made it her mission to help others do the same. She specializes in digital products and email marketing and helps solopreneurs rise up to create a bigger income and impact online. When Gemma isn't working with clients or hosting the Passive Project podcast, you can find her on adventures with her two young kids in Ottawa, Canada. Let's hear it. Thank you so much for being here, Gemma. I'm so excited to be here, Lucy. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. So you are all about passive income, right? Mm -hmm. So let's tell it all. What is passive income for those who might not be so familiar with it? Okay. So passive income is really just the concept of doing something once and then being able to make an income or generate an income from it again and again and again without having to put in you know, work every single time. So like the perfect example of passive income would be having a digital product where you have like a one-to-many kind of model. So it might be an online course, a membership, templates, an ebook, any kind of digital download where you can sell it to like create it once and then sell it to multiple people versus a service-based offering, which is like more of a one-to-one kind of offer where you're trading obviously like time for money. So how did you start as a coach for passive projects? So I, um, my background was actually, I started as a lifestyle blogger, like way back in the day in 2010. Um, And I kind of, like, I never anticipated I would turn that into a business. I was just doing it as a hobby for fun and like slowly but surely started to grow a following, kind of realized like, oh, maybe I can actually make a bit of money doing this whole blogging thing. So kind of got into the more traditional forms of monetizing that. So with ads, working with brands, doing affiliate marketing, and then eventually launching my own line of products. And I did actually launch a line of physical products. So they were t-shirts and sweatshirts and mugs and that kind of stuff in a store. But I was always wanting to do things in the most passive way possible. Like I'm a mom, I've got young kids at home. I just didn't want to create a business where I was like really tied to it. So even in creating that shop, I did it using drop shipping. So it was as passive as possible. And I started to get people asking how I was doing all of this stuff. And so that led me to launching my very first online course. And once I launched my first online course, I was absolutely hooked on digital products and and working with students and helping entrepreneurs. And so it has grown over the last couple of years. Uh, I launched, you know, I've launched a couple of different Uh, digital products since then, including uh, my membership now, which we have over 200 students in. It's called The Passive Project, and it's for other digital product creators uh, to teach them how to sell more and to scale uh, using email marketing and email funnels. So it's kind of been this like long journey, long road to get me to where I am today, Uh, but I've kind of done it all in the like online entrepreneurial space, and I've sort of always gravitated to 
anything that was like the most passive, like the most, the most, like the things where I could leverage and scale them without me needing to do it, work on it 24 seven. Those have always been the most sort of exciting things for me. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And you talked about you are starting this membership. Would you recommend for other beginners to wait until they have a following to start a membership? Or is that something possible even for newbies? I think you can absolutely start a membership even if you don't have a following yet. I think the important thing is to have a really clear sense of exactly who your target market, like who is that ideal customer that you're uh, targeting. You have to have that really nailed down, be really, really focused and niched on who it is that you're trying to help. And then also having a really like signature method or signature framework that you are teaching inside of your membership uh, or online course or whatever the medium is that you want to sell. Because the more you can kind of have this like signature framework or method or whatever you want to call it that you teach, the more you're branding yourself um, as an, like as an educator in this space and kind of elevating yourself to not elevating yourself. That's not the right word, but positioning yourself as an expert in that niche and, you know, cultivate an audience and eventually paying customers around that topic more easily. You know, like, and and I think the most important thing that we always talk about um, with my students is just people don't like to niche down. And the more you can niche down in the beginning, the faster you'll see your growth because you, you really resonate with people when you've niched down because somebody will land on you and say, oh my goodness, like what Lucy is doing is exactly what I need. She's speaking exactly to me. And that's because, you know, you've gotten really targeted with who you're speaking to, your messaging, and what your offer is. Mm, thank you. I hear a lot of people starting something and they talk about failing and they talk about hearing crickets. What do you think are the biggest mistakes are when people first start out their online course or membership? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, I think there's probably a lot of contributing factors there. I think often people uh, forget like they put list email list building to the very bottom of their priority list. And they spend a lot of their time on Instagram, trying to grow their Instagram following or trying to build up their Facebook page. When in actual fact, your email list is going to be what always is going to convert the best. It is, you know, your direct line into somebody's inbox. They're guaranteed to see it. Sure, they're not guaranteed to open it, but it's going to land in their inbox. It's not like there's an algorithm at play that's going to mean that they don't see it. And it can be, you know, your absolute best tool to actually converting followers into customers and making those sales. So I would say to somebody who's just starting out, don't even worry about your social media presence at this point. Get really laser focused on creating an incredible lead magnet and building your email list and communicating and engaging with those people on your email list. I've seen people who haven't even touched social media yet just concentrated on their email list, got a really engaged group of like 500 or a thousand or 2000 people on their email list, really understood the struggles that the people on their, that though, that that audience is struggling with 
created an offer, like a digital product to specifically speak to those struggles and had a 15 or 20% conversion rate, which is incredible. And then you've, you know, you've created your first offer, you've sold it. And then the sky is the limit from there. And I'm not saying ignore social media, but I think we often spend too much time focused there when that's not going to be like your golden ticket to success. That's like icing on the cake. I love that. And I think you would need an automated email funnel for that to happen, right? Yeah. I think with um, automated or evergreen email funnels, when you're first starting out, I think the most important thing is just to have one great lead magnet that you're attracting, you know, an audience to, and just sending out a weekly newsletter that is packed with value. That would be like step number one. But then step number two, once you have created your digital product, whether it's a membership or an online course or whatever it might be, having some kind of automated sequence that sells that product for you on autopilot is going to be the step you're going to want to take so that you can start to see consistent sales coming through the door and just welcoming more and more students like into your fold. I really like that word autopilot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think most digital online entrepreneurs uh, love the idea of like automation systems and all that kind of stuff because it means it can free us up from you know, what can keep us so busy and make sure that we stay working on the things that are in our like zones of genius and the things that are going to continue to push our business forward, right? Absolutely. How has your business being autopilot and starting your membership helped you as a mom in your life? Well, the whole, you know, background to really why I started this business of mine was because I, you know, I had had my daughter, I was pregnant with my son. I really knew that I didn't want to have to go back to my nine to five job that I had. And I really wanted that flexibility to be home with them more, to do all the drop-offs and pickups and be at all the games and really have that freedom and to be able to design my days exactly how I wanted to spend them. So that was really the driving force behind why I even created this business. And that has been the driving force of every decision I've made. Like me choosing to really focus on having automated email funnels, working for me and my business and having systems set up has been so that I can, you know, work a four and a half hour day and be with my kids the rest of the day and still have things running and have my business growing and and making the income it needs to make without me doing all the things all the time, right? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So in the beginning, when you first started your membership, was it harder in the beginning? Absolutely. Um, I think anything you launch, the first, like that, those early days are always going to be the roughest. And it's also when you're having to put out the most effort and put in the most work with the least amount of reward, right? Like you're, you're, you've only got, you know, the first sales are starting to trickle in, but it feels slow and hard and like an uphill battle. And I think that the, the difference between a successful online entrepreneur and somebody who doesn't see that same level of success is in their ability to stay the course 
to stay consistent, to stay focused on what their goals are. I think a lot of online entrepreneurs struggle with shiny object syndrome. And I know that I have that too. Like I think up a jillion other ideas of fun things I'd love to try. And you have to like rein yourself in and say, okay, no, Gemma, like your focus this quarter or this year has, is just this. And like, you need to make sure that every action you're taking is to get you closer to that goal. So stop being distracted by those tactics or those strategies or wanting to add this to your business and stay consistent and focused on what you're, you know, what you're ultimately trying to accomplish. Oh, yes. Thank you for sharing that. And I think you talked about a lot has to do with mindset. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think mindset, it's actually the very first um, module in our membership. Mm. You know, we have a whole section on mindset. And I think, you know, I, in the membership and in anything, like I teach tactical things, but this like mindset topic is kind of like woven in throughout everywhere because the more you can have the right mindset and lens in terms of your approach to business, the more like grounded and I, I always like to also talk about being like not making emotional decisions with our business and being more data driven. Um, so that's an important like mindset piece that we talk about throughout the passive project, uh, throughout my membership as well. But I think it really affects everything we do. Oh, absolutely. So when you have some of your lows, maybe you're stressed from your launches, what do you do when you need to reset your mind? So there are two things actually that I always go to. Uh, the first is that I try and do a guided meditation every day and I do it. It's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning and that really helps me to start the day with like the right intentions, the right kind of flow, the right mindset that is going to hopefully kind of keep me going throughout the rest of the day. If I come across another time in the day where I feel like I really need to reset, what always works for me is just a very simple like practice of gratitude, you know, like thinking to myself, okay, what are five things that I'm grateful for today? And it is really easy to list out five things I'm, you know, you're grateful for on a given day. There are always amazing things happening every single day. Even in the midst of like the crappiest day, there are five things that you can be grateful for. And when you just like refocus your mind on those, I feel like it puts everything else into perspective and I can come at things with like a, um, a more relaxed approach. And I can, I've like reset what I needed to in terms of my mindset for sure. Mm. And I know you've been to a lot of these business, women's business, entrepreneur events. Mm -hmm. How has going to these events helped your business? Oh, in a huge way. I think going to live events or in-person events are, can be really transformational and we don't really think that they're going to be. And then you go to one, you might even feel nervous. Like I think a lot of online entrepreneurs tend to be quite introverted. And so we feel nervous about putting ourselves out there, having to meet new people. And it has always been so eye-opening to just meet with other people, be able to like talk on the same wavelength as somebody because it's not often in our local circles that we have other online entrepreneurial friends. And so it's always nice to be able to make that connection with people. And really the more that I have found that the more I've expanded my network and my partnerships in this space, 
the more I've grown as a person, but also the more my business has grown when I've allowed that to happen. So I think, you know, stepping out of outside of our, outside of our comfort zones is so important. Oh, yes, absolutely. I am a big believer in in-person events as well. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us your favorite quote? Uh, sure. So it's a really simple one. It is not like insanely, you know, deep or anything, but Oprah said your the biggest adventure you can take is to live the life of your dreams. And I resonate with that in a really big way and just am kind of constantly thinking about what does that, like, what does my dream life look like? And I revisit that all the time because the more clear you can be on exactly what your dream day or your dream life looks like, the more you're going to take inspired actions to get yourself there. And so, yeah, I think that's my favorite quote. I love Oprah. <laughs> oh, who doesn't? <laughs> I love that inspired action. And I really mm-hmm. hope by having Gemma here, she has inspired you to take inspired action. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much, Lucy. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 